Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of Last Week in Quantum. I'm your host, self-proclaimed Silicon Valley marketing genius, Bill Roth. This is the show where we review this week's news in the world of quantum computing, its impacts on the world of cybersecurity, AI, and other things. And with us to discuss this, as always, is Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations, and young Jackson DeWitt, our quantum research analyst from QSecure. Welcome to you both. Bill and Jackson, great to see you today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Bill. This week, we have stories on big companies using quantum, new quantum hardware, and the quantum threats to IoT. Let's get started by talking to our experts. So, Brandon, bunch of news this week on enterprises preparing for the quantum future. Tell us about it. I've got a bullpen for you of companies making quantum moves. I've got Signal Messaging Service. I have SoftBank, which is targeting business utilization of quantum computing. And finally, MasterCard, prepping for the post-quantum cybersecurity threat. Uh, some great articles and big companies making moves. So, Jackson, what are your thoughts on that? Well, this really shows that quantum computing is taking off when you got consumer brands taking actions on these fronts. Uh, it really sets a precedent for all companies of all types. Yeah, it really does. And I'm excited about Signal, mainly because it plays a big role in uh, Mr. Robot. And so everybody out there should definitely watch that whole series. Um, Signal plays a big role in season three. But moving right along. I heard there was news about topological superconductors in quantum systems. What does it all mean? Yeah, we have an article out of HPC Wire, Researchers Advanced Topological Superconductors for Quantum Computing. Quote from the article, uh, giving you an update from the Department of Energy's Oak Ridge National Laboratory, said we are pursuing a new route to create quantum computers using novel materials. And that quote comes from scientist Robert Moore, who co-led study published in Advanced Materials with ORNL colleague Matthew Brolick, who was also in material science. They said they coupled a superconductor, which offers no resistance to electrical current, with a topological insulator, which has electrically conductive surfaces, but an insulating interior. So the result is an atomically sharp interface between crystalline thin films, which different symmetric arrangements of atoms. So the novel interface that they designed and engineered may give rise to exotic physics and host a unique quantum building block with potential as a super uh, superior qubit. Uh, superior qubits definitely caught my attention, Jackson. Well, yeah, Bill, you and I were talking earlier, mm -hmm. and you mentioned that no one will run payroll on just a quantum computer. It's the applications that you need to configure the quantum computer for are what is important. Um, things like math problems, things like this. This is a perfect example. Uh, you need to be able to configure it for that application, and this makes it more reliable and configurable for these applications. So it's developing well. Yeah, this is a great sign in the development of quantum computing systems because the big problem has been reliability and reproducibility of qubits. Uh, as well as being able to configure for various problems, because that's kind of how a lot of the new computing technologies are progressing. So I completely agree. Um, now, this is uh, next article is from, we're clearly thought leaders because people have stolen our ideas, but our friends over at Next Platform uh, have started doing a uh, section about noteworthy news in quantum 
Um, what did they find, Brandon? Next Platform made my job easy, Bill. So shout out to the folks over at Next Platform. Thanks so much. Uh, awesome article here. Noteworthy week for practical quantum computing. And really, we've got so much news coming out in the industry. Uh, it's great to shine a light on it from all angles. So in the span of just this mid-September week, there were several new collaborative efforts aiming to develop and harness the potential of quantum technologies. Among the noteworthy developments are infrastructure building between Xanadu and KISTI, QI Solutions and US SOCOM, and Rigetti Computing at the Air Force Research Lab. And at the end of the week, we also picked up on similar hybrid infrastructure project at the Julich Supercomputing Center with NVIDIA and ParTech. Uh, we're talking DOD here, Bill, with all the acronyms there. So I know you have some experience in that. I do. And actually, what's really notable about this is the people who are taking kind of new and leading edge technology are a special forces command. That's what US SOCOM is. And... Um, if you want to get something out fielded fast through the DOD, you're going to go through special forces, US SOCOM. But also of note, what your article pointed out, and um, definitely folks will see this in the show notes, in the comments, is that um, the real leaders among technology among the service branches is the Air Force. So the mention of the Air Force Research Lab is highly significant because there's a number of programs under AFWorks like agility prime like autonomy prime the air force's autonomous vehicle project uh, where lots of money is being spent so for you investors out there defense tech is clearly on the rise and so this is definitely something to to pay attention to um transitioning now to the fourth story our old friend skip sanseri wrote a piece about quantum threat about uh, the quantum threat of IoT. Now, this is potentially terrifying because I have like 43 devices on my home Wi-Fi. What is this all about, Brandon? Uh, our dear friend and uh, longtime colleague, Mr. Sanzeri, uh, broke down the definition of CSPs in his article um, using the Gartner definition for cyber physical mm. systems. CSPs include IoT and ICSs as they interact with the physical world, including humans. And I uh, pulled the quote from Skip here. What's the problem with CSPs? CSPs are connected to the internet or to a network as well as to each other, uh, each of these devices as the data they process and transfer could be accessed from anywhere in the world by hackers. Additionally, due to their smaller sizes and form factors, CPSs do not have the CPU power and storage capacity to house robust cybersecurity defenses so they're more vulnerable to attacks. Gartner predicts that the fiscal impact of attacks on CPS devices will reach over 50 billion by 2023. Uh, certainly scary and deep. Yeah, it is. The one thing to think about is that, uh, this, I think a couple of years ago, uh, somebody had hacked into a baby camera um, to look at that. And I've got a bunch of Raspberry Pis running various things around the house. And, um, it's terrifying. So definitely we've got to prepare for the quantum threat to IOT and make sure those, you know, firewalls at home, uh, among other things, as well as frequent, frequent scanning is uh, something everybody should be doing and make sure that uh, you have a strategy for quantum encryption, of course. 
Well, I think that wraps it up. You can find links to the articles we talked about in the show notes. And if you want to be on our weekly mailing list for the news summary, you can go to qsecure.com slash contact dash us to sign up. Now for our sponsor's message, this show has been brought to you by QSecure. QSecure, your quantum security problem solved. Do you know that bad actors and nation states are collecting your encrypted data today so they can decrypt it when a large enough quantum computer comes around? QSecure can help with that. For more information, check out QSecure.com or call us at 650-356-8001. That's Q-U-S-E-C-U-R-E.com. That's right, QSecure.com, 650-356-8001. That's all for today's show. I'm Bill Roth. Your humble host, and with us this week has been Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations and QSecure Research Analyst Jackson DeWitt. Thanks to you both. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having us, Bill. Today's show was produced by Madam Trina Mabunai. Our managing producer is Mr. Paul Krugner. The show was written by Brandon and myself. Our chief researcher, to whom we are always grateful, is Jenna Mitchell. And our boss, spiritual and business leader is Rebecca Crotham. We'll see you. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you again next week on Last Week in Quantum.